Welcome back, everybody. You are. We have. We, uh, what am I saying? We have come to our encounter <laughs> with God section, <laughs> where we get to study something from the Bible. And Mon, I have a question for you. Actually, I should before I ask this question. Yeah. We should hit the quiz again because I'm. Yeah, I was going to say. Yet. Let me just jump right in there and give you the quiz clue. The latest I quiz. You're going to give me the answer. No, I'm not going to give you the answer. I have no idea what the answer is. We've got two clues so far. I have no idea. Two clues, and I'm very excited that you're so confused about this. So this is a Who Am I quiz. Okay, who so am they spent I five, the t- five months with God. Yeah, no, I get no, that. no, no. They went into seclusion for five months. Okay, and uh, they were upright in the yeah, sight well, kind of God. Of go, that's like that's a given. That's like not even a second clue. That's part of the first clue. We assume that they are upright person. Why would an evil person go into seclusion for five months? Well, maybe they were like in I don't know. Being a goat or something, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, the third clue. Gabriel appeared to my husband who was in the temple burning incense. Oh, now that's easy. Now you know who it is. Super (laughs) easy. Come on. If you think you know who it is, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text me, 0491-064-669. Even just message us via Facebook on Faith FM Australia. And we will send you the prize, which today is the Tell the World DVD. Constantly selling out this DVD is, but we still have copies. And we can send it to you free of charge if you know the answer to our quiz. Now, Lyle. Yes. I was about to ask you a question. You're not allowed to ask me one. Uh, go ahead. Ask me the question no, then. Well, I was just going to jump. First. Okay. So I was going to say, you know, you've been away for a week. You came back yesterday for the first time. And uh, instead of being able to jump into our, our regular Bible study, um, which is about Daniel Revelation, which you've been missing out on, which you're very sad about because those are your favorite books. Just gutted. We did end up yesterday just answering gutted. a question from a listener, which is great. Yes. Um, yeah, from Paul, I think it was. He, he did ask about the Sabbath. You know, it wasn't the Sabbath yeah, done Yeah, so you've with. got a question, send it in or give us a call. Mm. Have a chat, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. We would love to answer your questions. Any question that you have. And uh, it was it was such a good question and it was yeah. a big question. So we actually spent our entire um, Encounter with God section unpacking that one. This is how much we value you as a listener. If you have a question that is big enough, we will dedicate an entire show to it. Indeed. But we're now back to doing our um, Daniel Revelation study. Okay, so we're joining 20 million other people and around the world who are studying the same people. thing. Isn't that great? Week, yes. So, yeah, it's a study guide that is printed out and distributed around the world and 20 million other believers are all following along day by day. So that this, The booklet is separated into day-by-day chunks. Very, very easy to follow along. And uh, because we didn't do yesterday's, we're going to mm-hmm. lump it together and do it all in one today. Okay. But what was your question? Oh, my question question was, what's the difference between Christianity and other religions? I know the answer to this. Uh-huh. <laughs> you thought you were going to stump me, didn't you? Do you know the answer that I know? I reckon I might. Do you, do, do, do you know the answer I want? I reckon I can definitely give you the answer you you want, but I reckon I wouldn't put it past you as, as changing the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wrong. You're suddenly, suddenly going, be, be, being very diplomatic there, Mon. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so the answer that you would give to that question would be Okay, crucial difference between mm-hmm. Christianity and non-Christian religions is that while some of them emphasize what their founders have taught, they cannot and they do not emphasize what their founders have done for them mm-hmm. because because whatever their founders may have done, it cannot save them. And all these right. leaders can do is try and teach people <clears throat> how to save themselves. Okay, and which leads on to the other to the really major difference between mm-hmm. Christianity and other religions, which was um, the part that I really wanted to focus on, and that is that all religions outside of Christianity teach that salvation is based on yourself. That's right, and a whole bunch of versions of Christianity. It's all about what you do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rather than what somebody else did. Mm-hmm. See, Christianity is all about what somebody else did, whereas all false religions are all about what you do. That's right. And so you can look outside of Christianity, um, the solution to life, to peace, to harmony, to happiness, to success, all of these kind of things is all found within yourself. And this is where we get this mantra, and it's one of the most evil mantras out there. I'm just going to put that out there. And, and, and that mantra is this, oh, you must be true to yourself. 
Okay. You've heard that, right? I have most definitely heard that, yes. Yeah? Okay. And um, you hear it all the time and it always sounds good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like, yeah, 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 that sounds good. You know, we've got to be true to ourselves. You know, the worst thing that you can ever do is to be true to yourself. Why? Because yourself is what gets you into trouble. Self is the problem. I don't want to be true to myself. I want to be true to Jesus Christ. I want to be true to somebody else. The way that I'm going to find peace, harmony, happiness, success in life is not by being true to myself. That's totally selfish. It's by being true to Jesus Christ, by dying to self. And that's what the Bible teaches and that's what Christianity teaches. And that is the fundamental difference between Christianity and every other religion that there is out there. The Bible teaches being true to Jesus Christ and dying to self. Because being true to self is actually a dangerous, slippery slope because we have such selfish natures. We have evil desires. We, you know, we have these sinful you know, natures. And if we keep being true to ourselves, you know, wake up one morning and feel like driving a truck into a, a, a group of pedestrians like the guy did in Toronto yesterday. Yeah, exactly. You know, being true to yourself would be to not deny that impulse and to do it, which is a horrific thing to do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, but the person's like, yeah, you know, this is me, this is who I am. You know, maybe it's religiously motivated. We don't know yet, but uh, because of that, it's, it, I'm going to be true to myself and, 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 and people die. Mm. Um, no, I want to be true to Jesus Christ because if I'm true to Jesus Christ, there is no way in a million years am I ever going to drive a truck into a whole bunch of people. Because Jesus said, thou shalt not kill. And Jesus said, love your enemies. Do good to those that hate you mm-hmm. um, and those that despitefully use you and say, all manner of evil against you. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for so persecuted they the prophets that were before you. That's what Jesus says. Mm-hmm. And so we should, you know, we should... Uh, um, Jesus emphasizes taking the opposite of self. You know, selfish approach is that when somebody does something bad to you, self always wants to rise up and get revenge. How many revenge movies are there out there? Oh, so many. You know, and, and, it, and it, revenge never solves the problem. It never changes things. It never brings anything back that, you know, you're, you've lost or you're missing or otherwise. It's just not the solution. We need to die to self and give our lives to Jesus Christ. And we can only do that through the power of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's why Paul. Paul says, Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, and yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You know, I love the language there. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, just thinking, you know, when he said he died for us, you know, thinking about trying, staying true to yourself or staying true to Jesus, it's like, why wouldn't you be true to Jesus? All the things that he's done for us, you know, you know, his incarnation in human flesh, his, his death on the cross, his resurrection, his ministry, you know, the, in heaven, like that's inspires us to be true to him. Absolutely. And, you know, the language of that passage that I wanted to focus in on is that uh, Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. Do you know why when he's talking about death to self, he uses that particular kind uh, method of dying? No. Because he can't commit suicide by crucifixion. I'm okay. sitting here and I'm looking at Mon and I'm watching the cogs turn over. <laughs> you can't commit suicide by crucifixion. Are you saying that, you know, if it's too painful, some people can just end it early? With crucifixion, you can't possibly do that in any way. No, what I'm saying is how are you going to crucify yourself? Okay, think that through. All right, you can okay. make a cross. Uh huh. Then can't what? Nail then, then what? Are, exactly. Yeah. You, you get one arm nailed up, and then what are you going to do? You're stuck. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> you can't crucify yourself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the lesson here, the illustration is, you can't die to self by yourself. Mm-hmm. You need somebody else to enable you to do that. Mm-hmm. And so dying to self can only be done by outside help. It can only be done by the power of Jesus Christ. And this is what sets Christianity apart. It's about what Jesus did for us, not what our religious leader or founder uh, told us that we should do to get salvation. It's what Jesus did to get us salvation. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's very, very, um, yeah, it's quite a big a contrast that we have there between Christianity and other religions. And it reminds me of the story, and it's an old African um, illustration of the two monkeys who were wandering through the bush one day. Um, I've forgotten that. This was the old 
Paul White stories. Did you ever have Paul White Jungle Doctor stories when you were a kid? Oh, I love Jungle Doctor. Yeah, I remember the Jungle, Jungle Doctor stories. Yeah, okay, yeah, if so you ever cool. go to an antique bookshop, always ask them whether they have anything by Paul White. And if you've got anything there, just grab it. They are the best stories. And he used to be a great radio announcer and used to do amazing radio stories. Back when I was a kid, I can remember Ooh. listening to him as, a, as a, like a really, really little kid. Um, and he was a missionary doctor, but he used to tell these stories about African jungle animals and draw lessons from it that we can learn from today. And so we're going to hear one of those stories in just a moment. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so I haven't heard any jungle doctor stories since... Uh, why do we have music playing all of a sudden? No idea. It's kind of unusual. Well, I guess we'll have a song break then. This is Watermark. Captivate yep. us. Absolutely. We'll be back Maybe with we'll... the Jungle Doctor shortly. For sure. Your face is beautiful And your eyes are like the stars Your gentle hands have healing They're inside the scars your loving arms, they draw me near And your smile, it brings me peace Draw me closer, oh my Lord Draw me closer, Lord, to Thee And captivate us, Lord Jesus Set Consume us with you 
Jesus with you Captivate us Lord Jesus with you Back, we were listening to Watermark with Captivate Us with a surprise song right there in the middle of our encounter with God. But it was a really nice one. It was a lovely song. I quite enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, that was fantastic. Okay. Um, seeing as we've had a little break, let me hear with another clue for the quiz. Oh, it's all ready to tell <laughs> the story. <laughs> okay, so clue number four on this Who Am I quiz. Zachariah is my husband. If you think you're the answer, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Give us a call. Oh, we just had somebody that called through just a moment ago but it was the delayed broadcast. They were listening to the delayed broadcast. So if you want to listen, listen to the live show, if you are on the delayed broadcast and you want to listen to the live show and it's not being transmitted in your area, how do they do that, Mon? Oh, it's very easy. Two ways. You can jump on the website, uh, faithfm.com.au and just yeah, press play. Yeah, but nobody listens to the radio at home. Everyone listens to the radio in their car. How do they do it in their car? Well, you can just very easily jump on um, <clears throat> the TuneIn app. Yes. Search for Faith FM Australia mm-hmm. and you can also just press play. And you Simple can that. plug your phone in. You can Bluetooth it. But get the free version. Get the, yeah, get the free version. But you know what? You can just open your web browser on your phone and still press play if you don't have space to download a tuning app. Um, so either which way, they'll both work on your phone just fine. So just yeah. press play. Fantastic. That's how I listen to it because you get much better reception that way. Mm-hmm. Don't have to worry about all those dead spots if oh. you're driving out of range. It's like, oh, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. It just always stays there. You're always losing it. Like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, on air too. On air. Can you believe she said that? Maybe we should get back to our encounter with God before right. I get into trouble. All right. So we were telling the story about Dr. Paul White and his jungle stories and how he gave a great story that, story that illustrates this point. And if I remember rightly, there was Toto the monkey. Yes. And there was another monkey, but I can't remember the other monkey's name. Anyway. These two monkeys, they're walking through the bush one day and they fall into some quicksand. Suddenly, the sand underneath them turns to jelly and they start to go down and they're stuck. And so they're a little bit panicked, but then one monkey says to the other monkey, I know how to get out of the quicksand. And it's like, oh, okay, that's good. Now we have a solution. He says, what you do is you grab hold of your whiskers and you pull really, really hard (laughs) and you'll pull yourself out of the quicksand. And so the one little monkey started to do that. He grabbed hold of his whiskers and he started to pull and to pull and to pull and to pull. Anyway, while that was happening, Twigger the giraffe and Nahembo the elephant. I can remember these names That's from when I was a kid. That's amazing. You're doing really well. <laughs> <laughs> Turned up and Nahembo the elephant uh, grabbed, I think it was Twigger's tail and Twigger leaned out over the... Uh, swamp until the other little monkey could reach up and get his arms around Twigger the giraffe's neck and get pulled out of the swamp. Uh-huh. So he got out of the swamp and the other monkey stayed there. He's like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm just pulling myself out by my whiskers. And an hour later, all there was left in the swamp was two little fists poking out of the sand, out of the mud, with whiskers in them. Oh, it's a little bit macabre. Because <laughs> this is a children's story. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> uh, just how to um, traumatize your children. No. Um, uh, but uh, um, the moral of the story being very simple. Very if simple. If you want to improve your life, you need outside help. You need help from above. Mm-hmm. And we need to look up to find help rather than to try and drag ourselves up. The solution is not within yourself. The solution is reaching up to somebody who is higher than you, grasping hold of the power that they are freely offering to you and allowing them to pull you out of the mud of this world because we are certainly stuck in the quicksand of this world. And if you as a listener, if you are feeling this morning that you are stuck in quicksand and you just can't get your feet out of it and it is dragging you down, then look up to Jesus. Mm. and reach out to Jesus as he reaches down to you, grab hold of his arms, his hands, and allow him to pull you out of the mud today. It's a great story. I loved it. Praise God. Yeah. Amen. I've always remembered that since I was a kid. Yeah, it's, it's a very, very important lesson to learn. 
you know, pulling yourself out by your whiskers will end up with stuck in the mud with no whiskers. That's it. Okay, John chapter 14 and verse 9. <clears throat> Mon, if you could read that one for us, please. John chapter 14. There's a great passage here in John chapter 14. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It tells us something very, very significant about God. And, of course, uh, Jesus is. It begins this passage by talking about uh, heaven and the mansion that he has gone there to build for us. So this is chapter 14 and verse 9. Yep. Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Okay, so you've got this whole, um, you know, Philip's like, oh, show us the Father. You know, we want to see the Father. But Jesus says, I've been here this whole time with you um, and I've shown you the Father. Why do you think it is that Jesus says this? Is Philip literally looking at the Father? No. So how is Jesus showing Philip the Father? Through his character. Okay, so what has what has Jesus' purpose been here on this earth? What has he actually been accomplishing? He has been revealing to us what? The character of God. Okay, the true so character of God, I should say. The true character of God. <clears throat> and so I don't know about you, Mon, but sometimes I have people who come to me, and you tell me whether you've ever had this or not, who say, you know, I really like Jesus, but I don't like the Bible. Or Christians. Or Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they'll say, you know, I don't like the things that Paul says. I was reading a piece yesterday, it was, where there was an Anglican minister who was saying that he didn't like what Paul said because uh, Paul agreed with Israel Folau in, in relationship to what uh, Israel Folau had said um, recently about um, homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, he's like, don't like Paul, but I do like Jesus. Okay. And then I have other people who come to me and they say, like, I don't like the Old Testament and I don't like God, but I do like Jesus. It's complicated. <laughs> it's very complicated. And Jesus says, hey, guess what? It's not a buffet. <laughs> I am here to reveal the Father to you. So if you want to know what the Father is like, who do you look at? Jesus. So how can you not like God but like Jesus? It doesn't make any sense. It does, no, it doesn't at all. And um, you know, very simply, Jesus is this is God throughout the Bible. We we have the same God, the same character. The Bible is all about God's love from one end to the other. And it makes sense because you know we had the attack on on God's character back in the Garden of Eden with the devil, and Jesus. That was his mission to come to Earth and reveal God's true character. And to undo that work. Yeah. I find it very disappointing when a Christian minister will attack the Apostle Paul. And mm. this is not the first time that's happened because, uh, who was it? Um, it'll come to me in a moment. Um, I'll remember his name. Who public re- publicly rebuked the Apostle Paul. And there's this new doctrine going around that Paul's writings were influenced by the fact that he was a Pharisee. Really? And, and, and so Paul's writings, you know, okay, we're going to take them seriously, but not that seriously because you remember he, remember he was a Pharisee and therefore a legalist. And a lot of the Paul thing, things that Paul says when he rebukes sin was because he was a legalist and he had a Pharisaical background. And so we need to go back to the teachings of Jesus, not forgetting that Paul is teaching what Jesus taught. Absolutely. And if Jesus saw fit to have it in the Bible... <laughs> It's like the Bible says all scripture is inspired of God. You know what, Mon? If I can if I can read the Bible mm. and I can say, okay, this part of the Bible is inspired and that part is not. Mm-hmm. And I actually have the power within myself to be able to show you what part of God's book comes from God and what part of God's book doesn't come from God, then I am greater than the author of the book. Which is and if I am greater than the author of the book, and the author of the book is the Holy Spirit, then I am greater than the Holy Spirit, then I am God. It's a very dangerous claim to make. It's an incredibly... The moment, the moment, and this is what this person has actually done, this minister has actually done, by claiming that um, he follows Jesus but not Paul, he is claiming that he is God by default. Mm-hmm. Because he's claiming that he is greater than the Bible because he can decide what parts of the Bible are relevant and what parts are not. And that is the height of blasphemy. Yeah, I was going to say that's blasphemy in and of itself, is it not? Yeah. I mean, this is a guy from uh, an island, a pastor from New Zealand. Uh, not from the Anglican Church. No, it was the Uniting Church. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and it doesn't reflect the opinions of the Uniting Church. I'm not attacking the Uniting Church. It was just a, an individual's opinion, but it was most disappointing to hear. Uh, because Jesus came to reveal the love of the Father. And the Bible is about love from one end to the other. There are some hard statements in the Bible that God makes. And you know, most of those hard statements are found, made by Jesus, in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and hard statements are made when Jesus wants to wake people up. You know, if somebody is about to be hit by a truck, you don't say, oh, oh, oh maybe you should uh, possibly consider stepping to the left a little bit. Like, get off the road! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yell at them to get off the road. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a quick break uh, before you continue your next thought there. I could see you breathing yes, my in. Rant, my rant for the day. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a song break. This is um, Barlow Girl with You Lead Me. And we'll be back with our final section, section of Encounter with God and I think our final clue. Encounter with God. And let's move on, Mon, to Philippians chapter 2. And there's a passage here that talks about the um, the character of God in a very, very powerful way. We're going to start in verse 5. 
and there's a challenge for us here as well because it actually talks about the part that we, the role that we play in our salvation. I love this passage from Philippians 2. And if we start reading in verse 5, have you got that one for us there, Mon? Yeah, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 says, You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Okay, so what kind of an attitude did Jesus have? Keep reading for us there. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Thank you. Okay, so this tells us a number of things about the character of Jesus, and I'm going to reference it a little bit in uh, my translation here as well, where it says, Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. In other words, Allow the mind of Christ to be in you, and that, that's a great challenge, right there, isn't it? That we should, you know, we should we should think and we should act like Jesus thought and acted right there. But it continues on because it gives a contrast right here in this passage, and I love the contrast that it gives. Where you've got it says, um, "Who being in the form of God, did not think it robbery to be equal with God." Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, this was not a case of identity theft. Have you ever had your identity stolen? Nope. Uh, me either. Praise God. Amen to that. That would be a pretty horrible thing to happen. Yeah. And it happens on a fairly regular occasion these days. Someone steals your identity and then steals your money. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much how it goes. And that's usually the purpose that there is for it unless they want to get themselves a fake driver's license or something like that. But it would be pretty horrific to have your identity stolen. And so when Jesus turns up on this earth and says, if you have known the Father, you have known me, that was not identity theft. Okay. And in other places where he proclaims himself, you know, before Abraham was, I am. Proclaims himself as the great self-existent God, the ruler and the creator of the universe. Um, this was not identity theft. It was not robbery. He was not stealing something when he makes these claims, was he? No, not at all. Okay, so this is, you know, and Paul identifies this is who Jesus is. He was God, 100% God, nothing less than God. Um, in no way a second God or a second-rate God or second to the Father in any way, shape, or form. And sometimes I have people like, yeah, there's the one true God, and you've got this one true God movement that always degrades Jesus. It's just terrible how it, 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 its one purpose is to degrade Jesus. Like, yeah, Jesus had a beginning, and Jesus is not as eternal as the Father, and Jesus is subject to the Father, and you know all of this... There is only one motivation behind um, these kinds of teachings, and that is to degrade Jesus and to bring him down a notch or two. Now, let me ask you this question. Who would like to bring Jesus down a notch or two? Oh, the devil for sure. That's what he tried in the first place, wasn't Mm -hmm. it? That's where he started, and he has never stopped trying to do that. Mm -hmm. And any degree that he can bring Jesus down by, he is happy because that you know, you go to Isaiah chapter 14, and that's where the controversy first started. He wanted to be equal with Jesus Christ. He wanted to be greater than Jesus Christ. And to do so, he had to bring Jesus down so he could go up. Okay, so there's, I have a bit of a rant today, aren't I? Yeah, you're on a, you're on a roll. Yeah, this is my second rant for the yeah, day. It's all right. Go nuts. Yeah, there's this doctrine going around. You may have heard of it, the one true God, and it degrades Jesus. Okay, if you ever come across any doctrine that degrades Jesus in any way, you know this is from Satan himself. Mm-hmm. Okay, where are we up to? Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery, robbery to be equal. Okay, so it's not, he's not, he is not, this is not identity theft in any way, shape, or form. Just um, comparing that with uh, Colossians, just in case there's any questions on this one. Uh, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 17, it says, And he, Jesus, is before all things, and by him all things consist. Let me ask you a very single, simple question, Mon. Mm-hmm. Is it, if Jesus was before all things, is it possible that the Father was before Jesus? No. No, because then the Bible said, would say he was before all things except, except the Father. Mm-hmm. But the Bible does gives no exception here, no exception whatsoever at all. It says he was before all things, and we know that the Father was before all things, and so they are co-eternal. Mm-hmm. We need to understand that. We are talking about God, sovereign ruler and creator of the universe, and his name is Jesus Christ. Okay, verse 7. 
begins in my translation with the word but. How does it start within yours? Is this Philippians chapter 2? Philippians 2 verse 7. <clears throat> it says instead. Okay, so you're going to get a contrast here, aren't you? Instead, but we're about to get a contrast with this statement that Paul has just made in relationship to the, the, the divinity of Jesus Christ. Okay, how does yours go in verse 7? Read it for us again. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. <clears throat> he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. Okay, let's stop there for a moment. Let me read it to you from this one. But he made himself of no reputation. That is going down a long, long way, wouldn't you think? Yeah. You think of reputation in our world and, and, and you can work your way up through and reputation is usually associated with power of some kind. And so the more power you have, the more reputation you have. And if you're a celebrity, you have power. If you're a politician, you have power. If you, and it creates reputation, doesn't it? Absolutely. And you know, people that have reputation are people who are well-known. Is God well-known? Uh, yes. Does God have power? <laughs> Absolutely, ultimate power. Is it possible to find somebody on planet Earth who has never heard of God? Yes. Maybe. Very, 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 very Maybe. difficult. Maybe. Maybe. It would be very hard, wouldn't it? Never yeah. heard of God in any way, shape or form. I think that would be very hard because even in the most atheistic society that there is, I think God has been mentioned at some point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it would be almost impossible to find... Okay, so this is... Okay, but but is there? would it be hard to find somebody who's never heard of Mon? Oh, not at all. Walk around the campground. There'd be hundreds of people here who've never heard of Mon. Never me. heard of Mon. Yeah. Okay. No, everybody here listens to Faith FM. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> we hope. We hope That's they're right. listening. Of course they are. Of course they are. Good, faithful listeners. Um, <clears throat> okay. So it's not hard to find people that have never heard of you and never heard of me, but it'd be hard to find. So this is the. So God is the person who has the ultimate reputation. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus was the carpenter in Nazareth. Were there people who had never heard of Jesus? In Nazareth? The carpenter of Nazareth. Before he begins his ministry, were there people oh, who had yeah. never heard of Jesus? Definitely people who had never heard of I him. I would go so far as to say that there were very, very few people who had ever heard of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he has gone from the ultimate reputation to no reputation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That tells you something about the character of God, doesn't it? Absolutely. That God would humble himself that much to become a servant. And then it goes on. Finish off with this verse 8 for us there. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Okay, so he humbled himself to death, the Bible says, even the death of a cross. And so not only did he humble himself, not only become a human being, not only did Jesus leave his reputation behind, and that would be a hard thing to leave behind, wouldn't it? Mm. But Jesus comes down to this earth, he humbles himself, and he dies on the cross for you and I. So he is executed as a criminal, which is the worst kind of reputation that anyone can ever have. And he did that for you because he could not bear the thought of spending eternity without you. This is the character of the Father and the character of God that Jesus is revealing. This is what Jesus did for us. You know, coming back to the beginning of our study, the difference between Christianity and non-Christian religions, this is what Christ has done for us. We're going to have a song break. This is Derry Doherty, All to Jesus I Surrender. Daily 
listening to Crossway took it all the way here on Faith FM we have come to our question of the day program a question of the day part of the program I should say and Mon has a quiz clue nobody's got this one yet yeah it's, uh, one more clue I'm going to give you okay so who am I out of the Bible the final clue is I am the mother of John the Baptist yeah okay who's John the Baptist mom if you know the answer 1-800-FAITH-FM give us a call it's 1-800 what is it again 843 no 324-843 who is the Queen of England Oh, yeah. <laughs> no extra clues from you, young man. <laughs> giving it all away. Well, I mean, that last clue is just as much giving it away as what I gave it away. I mean, come on. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, we will send you the Tell the World DVD if you get the answer right. Just give us a call and we will send that to you free of charge. Now, we have have a question. Oh, we do. Mm-hmm. And the question is this, Mon. Yes. Once saved, always saved. Is eternal security biblical? Can a Christian lose salvation? What, what say you? I would say there's been plenty of people who were saved at one point and then walked away from the Lord. And what would you say the Bible says about this? I would rather say the Bible agrees. Well, I agree with the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) You will agree with the Bible. All right, so if I share you something from the Bible, you will agree with it, right? Uh Uh-oh. I feel like you're about to try and trap me. I'm not going to try and trap you. I won't (laughs) trap you. I won't trap you. Okay, so let's go to Matthew chapter 25. And while we're turning there, let's consider what it is that creates love. The thing, I'm not sure whether it's the right word or not, but the thing that creates love is free choice. Mm -hmm. The way that God created love was by creating free choice. Mm -hmm. Love does not exist without free choice. And so by creating free choice, God has created the possibility of love. So think about this. If it is free choice that creates the existence of love, will God ever remove a person's free choice? No. So if a person chooses to become a Christian, will God at that particular point, and they make a genuine choice to be a Christian, will God at that particular point forever remove their power of choice so that they can never be lost? No. Because in doing so, he would remove love and they, that person would never, ever be able to experience love ever again. Mm. And God is love, so it'd be something he like, It's entirely against do. his character. So the, mm-hmm. the whole concept of once saved, always saved is entirely against the character of God. And what it, what it demonstrates, and this is what all false doctrine does, it, it shows, it reveals a God who is not a God of love. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Okay, so let's now go to Matthew chapter 25. So basically it's another attack on his character. That's right. And all false doctrine attacks the character of God. Matthew 25, the Bible says, The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins which took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five were wise, five were foolish. The foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, and the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamp. And while the bridegroom tarried, they all went to sleep. And at midnight a cry was made, Behold, the bridegroom comes. Go you out to meet him. Let me ask you a question. In the Bible, the lamp is a symbol of the word of God. How many of them had the how many of them had lamps? All of them had lamps. And the Bible, a virgin is a symbol of God's church, God's people. How many of them were virgins? All of them. In the Bible, the oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. How many of them had oil? Half of them. Well, they started all of them. They all they started with oil, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here you've got a group of people. The Bible describes these are God's people. They know their Bibles and they are filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And half of them are lost. If you are God's people, if you know your Bible and you follow the Bible and are filled with the Holy Spirit, then you are a saved person. But half of these people are lost. Why? Because they ran out of the Holy Spirit. They let it run out. And you cannot afford to let the Holy Spirit run out of your life. You need to stay close to Jesus because that's where salvation is. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. We're going to listen to Marley Fong, Write Them on My Heart. Try to keep your love 
Listening to Marlita Fong, write them on my heart here on Faith FM. We have come to the end of our show and we're about to give something away. Yes, I love giving stuff away, Lyle. And I thought, because, you know, our question of the day was all about, you know, if we're saved once, are we always saved? And the, and the answer is no. We yeah. do need to maintain a relationship our with assurance, God. Our assurance of salvation is found in Jesus Christ. Our assurance of salvation is not found in an action that we made sometime in our past. Mm. It's, an, it's an ongoing relationship. Exactly. We, yeah. And we need to maintain it. And I thought, yeah. you know, the, you know, the natural question is, well, how, you know, we looked at the, the parable of the ten virgins. Um, you know, how do, how do we maintain the oil in our lamps, so to speak? And so I actually picked out a giveaway um, that coincides that a little bit. This is called, it's a book, it's called Ten Days Prayers and Devotions to Experience the Baptism of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. by Dennis Lewis. So if you feel like, you know, your oil in your lamp has gone out or is dwindling, um, this can be a great way to revitalize your spiritual walk. That might actually buy be by Dennis Smith. Is that what I said? I thought you said Dennis Lewis. Oh, Dennis Smith. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> oh, dear. No, but, but but that aside, this is a fantastic book. I highly recommend it to anybody who's out there. And uh, give us a call, 1-800-324-843, or send us a text message on uh, 0491-0491, I should say, 064-669, or shoot us a message on Facebook. We're the first one through, and you can get a copy of this book for you right here. 
uh, 10 days and you can spend 10 days of, um, you know, just absolutely drawing closer to God. Mm. We have some more great programming and uh, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll be back tomorrow morning with The Breakfast Show right after the 7 o'clock news. And after the dawn service. Yeah, indeed. So you have yourself a wonderful, blessed day. This is Fernando Ortega to take you out. Jesus paid it all.